You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Now on today's episode, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to get into the news of the weekend. It's been a busy weekend since we last spoke to you. We're also going to go over BC's basketball game against UVA on Saturday. And we're going to talk about Jim Christian because I think it's been a... a subject that's been uh, really talked about quite a bit online and I really want to kind of give you my thoughts on what the situation is and give you where I think things are going to go and why it should go that way. So let's start with the weekend. Kick things off with football. Of course everyone's favorite news is Transfer Portal. Now there's news going both ways. Boston College football lost one of their linebackers, Corey Smith out of New Jersey. Why is this a big deal? Because this is probably the biggest one they're going to lose next to Sam Johnson. Corey Smith was a four-star linebacker, probably one of the biggest recruits not on the offensive line that Steve Adazio got in the last couple years. He was the number three recruit in 2020, and he had a pretty big offer list when he chose Boston College. He was a name I was watching to see if he would stay when Jeff Halfley took over. Now, he announced on Saturday that he's going to enter the transfer portal. If you've been following along, this one didn't really surprise me all that much because Smith's um, pedigree and what he does, I don't know if it's the best fit for Jeff Halfley's system. He's a 250-pound linebacker. Now, if you notice what BC's going for in terms of how they're setting up their defense, they want speed. I've heard Corey Smith is pretty quick, but I'm not sure if he's the type of linebacker that they're going to find uh, a, a spot for on this roster. Now, there always will be a spot on BC's defense for a downhill linebacker. You're going to need a guy like John Lamott, and Corey Smith could have filled that role. But as you saw with Lamott, he's not an every-down linebacker. His role is pretty limited. Now, there's different defenses out there that could use a guy like, uh, like um, Corey Smith or Lamott. And I could see him trying to find his spot there. So Corey Smith is going to enter the transfer portal. Again, it stinks. But think about the, the fit of this defense. And it's not that big of a deal. And that opens up another scholarship spot. So the transfer portal is going to go both ways. You're going to lose players. You're going to gain players. In Boston College, they've gained three players. Chris Banks, uh, Jaden Lars Woodby, and Isaiah Graham Mobley at linebacker. And they've lost nine players. So they have plenty of space to add another um, defensive player or go on the offense. And that brings up my second point. A big name entered the transfer portal this weekend again, and it's someone your BC fans are going to want to watch. And his name is Grant Calcetera. He's a tight end who was originally from Oklahoma. He transferred to Auburn this offseason and is back in the transfer portal after uh, the Tigers fired Gus Melzon at the end of the season. Now, Calcetera is a name uh, that really should get BC fans excited. He's a former four-star tight end. He had quite the early career for the Sooners. He uh, has a career of 41 catches for 670 yards and I think nine touchdowns and was all 
Big 12 honorable mention his freshman year. Now, the knock, and it's not a knock, I shouldn't, that's not the right word, but the only concern about getting a recruit like this is he retired from football a couple years ago because of multiple concussions. And he came back and was set to play for Auburn, so ho- hopefully he's healthy enough to play. But he's had quite a few injuries, so something to watch for uh, moving forward. He would be a perfect fit for Boston College. You know, he's a pass-catching tight end. He's got experience, and, you know, he could definitely fill the role Hunter Long left and be, you know, right out there immediately with Phil Dracovic and, and be on the right page. So that's, that's you know, he is, like, probably the premier tight end on the transfer portal market right now other than Eric Gilbert, who just transferred from LSU. But if Boston College could land him, that is a game changer. You're going to add yet another weapon to the offense. And here, here first, I've heard Boston College isn't on him and in good shape. So um, keep your eyes open on that one. Now, some hockey news. There were two games this weekend. Boston College played against the UNH Wildcats. UNH had not beaten Boston College in nine years. And unfortunately, that streak came to a close this weekend as UNH won on Friday night, defeating Boston College 4-3 in overtime. Now, Boston College, I had said on the site they were going to be full strength. They were not, as Logan Hutsko missed the game due to an injury, and Spencer Knight did not get the start as Wilder, their other, their backup goalie, uh, started for the Eagles instead. So they lost at home 4-3 in overtime. And then on Sunday... They just finished, as, right around the time of this recording, winning in overtime again against UNH 3-2 in a game that uh, Mark McLaughlin scored the game-winning goal in overtime on a shorthanded goal. Now, if you were watching the game, I didn't catch the first game, but I caught the second. The end of that game was awful. So UNH basically got a gift penalty in overtime that would have made it a 3-on-2 uh, uh, you know, power play. And within like a minute, McLaughlin <laughs> scores the goal. So it was definitely a, a shady call by the refs at the end. But Boston College still manages to get the win. And they will be playing UMass next weekend in a home-and-home series. And that's, again, you know, we've already played the the Minutemen twice. This is a big series for Boston College. So hopefully they'll get, you know, Spencer Knight played on Sunday. And hopefully he'll be ready with Hutsko and Alex Newhook missed Sunday's game with an injury as well. Um, but so one win this weekend for BC. Women's basketball did not look great as they lost big to Wake Forest on Sunday, 68 to 48, in a game where Boston College just could not shoot. They shot 18% from the three-point line, four for 22, 36% from field goal range. And, you know, basically, you got some scoring from Michaela Dickens and Cameron Schwartz, but everyone else, you know, Taylor Soleil, I mean, Taylor Soul, excuse me, she fouls out of the game. She only was able to play 16 minutes. It was was a rough game for the Eagles uh, as they dropped that one, 68-48, and dropped to 1-5 in in the conference. So, tough start for the women. And for BC football players in the NFL... It looks like it's down to A.J. Dillon as four teams with Boston College ties went out with no B.C. teams moving on to the second round. So yesterday you saw Washington with Kevin Pierre-Lewis lose to 
uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks in a game that was very good. Man, Taylor Henneke was really good. And then you saw the Colts lose to the Bills in a close game. Oh, sorry, the Bills still have some players left, so my apologies. They have Tommy Sweeney and Matt Milano. So it's going to be down to Matt Milano, Tommy Sweeney, and A.J. Dillon. Will one of them win a ring? We'll have to see next weekend. Now, in a moment, I'm going to talk about Saturday's basketball game because you can't escape me having to recap some of these games. If I watch them, you need to talk about them. I'm going to talk about that. And then later in the show, I'm going to talk to you about Jim Christian and his future at Boston College. Now, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Are you ready for some football? Tomorrow night is the, or tonight, excuse me, is the national championship game. There's all sorts of great wages you can make, and the only place that we trust is betonline.ag. Now, you go over there, you head on to betonline.ag, and when you make your first deposit, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. Now, there's all sorts of games to bet on. You can do college basketball. You can do the NHL, NBA, NFL playoffs. They have it all, and you're going to get 50% welcome bonus whenever you make your wager at betonline.ag. Now, the big game is tonight. Will Ohio State be able to upset Alabama? Head on over to betonline.ag. I'm sure the money line is going to be really favoring Ohio State uh, to get some big returns. So if you want to get some money in your pocket, head on over to betonline.ag. Remember to use that promo code Locked On. Now 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Make sure you follow my website, BC Bulletin. If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at Locked On BC. I've been covering recruiting for the last couple of years, and it's really going to start heating up on the website coming up soon. I have interviews with different recruits. I talked to them about their interest in Boston College. These are uh, some posts that you're not going to want to miss. So make sure you head over to BC Bulletin and find our recruiting tab to get all the Boston College recruiting news that you want. And it's all free. You're not going to find that anywhere else. So check us out. All right. So I have told you I'm going to talk about the basketball game. And I I, I joke about this every time, but I, I am so I'm just like you. I sit through these games and I know the outcome before it's going to happen and it's painful to watch. But again, Boston College goes and plays UVA, a a ranked team. You you know the story of what's going to happen. They get a lead, they play pretty well, and then they fall apart at the end. So let's go over some of the little details. So before the game, Stephon Mitchell is ruled out. So immediately you're going, oh God, they're not going (laughs) to... They're probably not even going to cover the spread at betonline.ag, which I think was 10.5. And And I, I... I took that wager pretty easily. But they're also missing Makai Ashton-Langford. Winston Tabbs is not starting, and they're going with a starting lineup of DeMar Langford, James Karnick, C.J. Felder, Jay Heath, and Rich Kelly against UVA, who is you know one of the top teams in the ACC. And you're going, this is not going to go well for Boston College. And, you know, DeMar Langford... I, the one positive you can take from this game, if you're going to go with positives and you, you want to go with what they did well, DeMar Langford, I said this on the website a couple days ago, he is someone this program can build around. And hopefully when they move on from Jim Christian at the end of the year, he is he stays around because this kid is talented. He, he has 
everything that they need to build a program that can win. And, you know, you don't find guys that are 6'8", 6'9", that can move like him. Um, he makes some plays that are just, you know, just like an inch away from being spectacular that will eventually go down for him. He's going to get those. And he had another big game. So in the last two games against uh, Duke earlier this week, he scores 12 points, career high. He jumps up and he hits 14 points this week. So in terms of positives, DeMar Langford, absolutely one of the best stories of this game. Other than that, it's the same stuff. You're seeing, uh, I mean, the the big problem here was you had Jay Heath and Winston Tabbs shoot two for 19 on the game with Heath having both of the points and Tabbs not scoring anything. James Karnick went two for nine, and I think he was shooting everything from outside. Why you have your big man, who can has decent interior post moves, shooting constantly from the three-point line is beyond me. And the turnovers, it's the same story. Like, I, I, I record these recaps of Boston College basketball games, knowing that no one wants to hear it. But it's the same issues week after week after week after week. And yeah, they were shorthanded. And yeah, UVA is a better team. But these mistakes, it's, it's, it's an epidemic from the top of the roster from your most talented player all the way to the bottom. They're all doing the same stupid stuff over and over again. They're making bad passes. They're, you know, they're not setting their offense correctly. They're failing to close out on defense constantly. seems like everyone, you know, there's a guy open on an outlet pass or they're missing a guy inside. It's sloppiness. And this has to go, you know, to the top. You know, it's coaching. It's coaching issue. You know, you have the talent there. The guys can do it sometimes, but they're not consistent enough to finish it through a game. Now, Boston College is at 2-9. and nine, And... Jim Christian badly, badly overestimated this team. You know, he said at the beginning of the year that he put together that crazy out of the conference schedule because this was the deepest team he's seen at Boston College. They're deep, as in guys can play, but are they talented enough to win these games? I haven't seen that yet. You know, you listen on these to these um, announcers doing these games. And I, I get it. You have to figure out ways to fill the time. But my God, if they talk about how close BC is to winning these games over again and again and again, I'm going to scream because it's all they can talk about. Yeah, they can almost win these games, but they're not. They're not winning them. That doesn't make them almost good. That makes them badly coached. And it makes them just frustratingly difficult to watch. And I'm sure you guys are like that if you're still watching this game. I hope that you're like... I hope you're taking the approach that, you know, hey, I like listening to AJ rant and rave about the basketball team, so I'm not going to, I'm not watching it, so I'll just listen to hear what he has to say. It's because I I have a hard time watching some of these games because, you know, they have their moments where they they look fun. You know, CJ Felder, you see it out of him every now and then, and DeMar Langford's a lot of fun to watch. And hey, we saw two players that we haven't seen all year. I mean, Kamari Williams has played a little bit, but he hit his first shot of the game. And Justin Vanderbon had a huge block. He didn't do really much anything else, and he definitely does not look like he's ready to be an everyday player yet. But you saw him because Jim Christian had to empty his bench because his team was so thin. But really, like, what do you take from this game? It's just like every other game Boston College loses. They they play well, they do a few things right, they hang around a little bit, and then they lose. 
you know, the Duke game was definitely more interesting than this one, but this just falls in that. It feels just like the Louisville game where they were kind of around for a little bit, but then they just lose it and, you know, they, they end up with a loss. It's frustrating, and I know no one really wants to watch them lose. And, it, you know, as a Boston College fan, I can never root for my team to lose. You know, I can never root to watch kids suffer out there and to watch that dejected look when they lose again and again. It's 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 difficult, and that's all you can say about these games. It's difficult to watch, and you feel for the kids. Now, in a moment, I'm going to talk about Jim Christian. It's the elephant in the room, and it's what you guys all want to talk about. So, in a moment, I'm going to talk about his future with the team and what Boston College needs to do. But let's talk about Bilt Bar. If you're like me, you're looking to lose some of that holiday weight, and you're looking for something that's nutritious and delicious, and that's why I want to talk to you about Bilt Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and they have such great tastes as mint brownie, German chocolate, raspberry, cookies and cream, and caramel brownie. Now these bars, they're 100% chocolate, soft and easy to choose chew and absolutely delicious they are great for someone who's trying to watch what they eat they're low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and they're great for anyone who's on a diet now check out the flavor profile of one of my favorites the coconut almond 18 grams of protein 180 calories five grams of sugar five grams net carb now if you're looking for something to eat before a workout you're not going to beat Built Bar. I'm just telling you right now, it's not it's not possible. Now, Built Bar has a special uh, deal for you. They have a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. All you need to do is go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code Locked On for 20% off at builtbar.com. This is Locked On Boston College. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to check me out on Twitter, my Twitter account is at AJBlack underscore BC. Now, let's get into it. I know you all want to talk about, when you're talking about basketball, the one thing everyone wants to bring up is Jim Christian. And I get it. In terms of college basketball at this point, he's got to be on the hottest seat in the league at this point. I mean, there's no one who, you know, you know what his situation was at the end of last year and how COVID-19 basically saved his job. And now he's 2-9. and nine. His career ACC win percentage is around 22%. His win percentage is 33%, I think, in terms of overall. He's not getting the job done for, the, for Boston College. There's no way to, to, to get around that. You know, he's not winning. He doesn't have the program in any good shape to move forward. You know, you're not going to win the ACC filling your roster with, you know, two MAC MAAC level players and you know, a couple transfers and, and, and kind of hodgepodge in it here and there with no big men. So this team is not in the position to go forward and win. And I, I, you know, I think what I hear a lot of whenever I write anything basketball related, the first thing people say to me is, you know, you know, I write, you know, BC shoots 33% from the field, makes 14 turnovers. First, first tweet, fire Jim Christian. Jim Christian needs to go. This program is dead, blah, blah, blah. I totally get it. And so people have been asking me, and I, and it's a good question. Will Boston College fire Jim Christian in the middle of a season? And should they? And here's my answer. Because I, I think this is, I want to get this on record because I know you guys asked me about it. And it's worth me just kind of getting out in front of this. Yes, he, you know, he does not, he deserves to be, to lose his job and, and to go someplace else. You know, he's a nice guy. 
unlike Steve Adazio, who was a gruff guy and not very likable, and I'll say that right off the bat, Christian's a nice dude. But you know what? Nice dudes don't win games all the time. Jeff Halfley's a nice dude, but he wins. Jim Christian's not doing the part that he's hired to do, so he needs to go. I totally agree with that point. As I've said numerous times, hopefully they'll have the practice facility plans in place when they make that decision. Now, the question, the second part is, should he be fired now? And the people have been saying, you know, some of you have said to me, like, you know, this is would send a, a, a signal that Boston College is serious about winning. And, you know, maybe it'll spark the team. So here's my thoughts on that. I'm going to say this, and I know it's not going to be a popular answer. No, Boston College should not fire Jim Christian in the middle of the season because it is. there's a few reasons. First of all, we're in the midst of a humongous pandemic where things are, are, you know, you look on Twitter every five seconds and there's games canceled, games rescheduled. You know, everything is in chaos. But the one thing with Boston College is that they've been able to stay and 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 to hold that line and not have a huge outbreak on campus. You know, if you want to praise Jeff Halfley and you should for his response to COVID-19 on the on campus and being able to prevent his players from getting it, you have to give it to Jim Christian too because the basketball team is doing the exact same thing the football team is doing and he's been able to keep those kids safe. Now, if you fire him, you say take Scott Spinelli and have him head coach. Will you win a game or two more maybe than you would with Jim Christian? Sure, you may win that extra game. But why does that matter at this point? Why is finishing 5 and 20 versus, you know, 7 and 18 all that different? At this point, what I want from this season is I want these kids to finish and not get this freaking virus and i think that christian can do that and i think he can get them to the end of the season safely when when you make the move firing christian in the middle of the season is only going to just throw this team into more chaos having an assistant run the program for two months is not going to stabilize anything as much as scott spinelli is a good guy and a good coach I don't believe that this would be a good move for Boston College. I think what we need is just Christian, and it's going to be painful because you're going to have to watch a lot of games that are going to be tough to win, that, that are not, they're not going to win, and it's going to follow that same formula we've seen all year where they play well enough to make it through three quarters of the game you know, in it and then fall apart at the end. But let's just get these kids safe. Let's just get them through this this year that is unlike any other season in college basketball and get them safe. And, you know, Jim Christian is not the best coach, but he's a good enough coach to get them through this safely. And that's all that should matter because this team is not, no matter who you throw in, you know, either tomorrow or in February is not going to the NCAA tournament and no firing him is not going to send a message to the team or to recruits that we're serious about, we're serious about winning when at the end of the season you could make the same move and a new coach could come in and make the same make the same statement just like Jeff Halfley did that's you, you you it doesn't make sense it does not make sense and i am i i'm not on board with that i mean if they do that's fine but i'm not advocating i don't think it's a good move for Boston College to fire Jim Christian right now 
wait to the end of the season. Let this let this season go th- go through the th- through the motions, and then we're gonna get a coach. And that's the big story is who that coach is gonna be. And we can talk more about that. We can talk about who the the best fit is for Boston College. But we should not be talking. I I don't think we should be talking about right now a a new coach in in you know January tenth. It doesn't make sense. And I'm sure many of you have already turned me off because you you hate what I have to say about this and you disagree. And believe me, the last thing I want to say too is I get it. You know, I've said this numerous times on the podcast, on live streams. When Boston College basketball is playing good, it's one of the most fun sports to watch on campus. And it stinks that it's been 10 plus years for this team, you know, 15 years almost at this point, uh, of being completely irrelevant. Um, And so, you know... I want to see this team succeed. Believe me, I don't want to keep writing stories about how they fall apart because no one reads it. Um, but I also look out for the kid. I I want to also advocate for these kids too because you know it's a tough year for everyone involved. So that's my thoughts on that. Now, hopefully you you haven't turned the turned the uh, your phone off or you turned off this this episode. And you'll return tomorrow when we can talk about something other than BC basketball. We'll talk some more football stuff. Hopefully there'll be some news. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the uh, national title game. I'm picking Alabama to win big. I'm sorry, Ryan Day, but that's my pick. And we'll talk about the game. Maybe give you a little bit of uh, insight on that. Maybe there's other stuff that's going on as well. And we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. Thank you all for listening. Again, if you have not done so already, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast directory. And make sure to... uh, Recommend us to anyone who likes Boston College sports. This is AJ Black, and we will see you all again tomorrow. Take care, everyone.